In all the years of us doing this, and it is three years of us doing this wonderful show, uh, there is one guest that we have had on that we always refer to as like the the guy with the stories that just fucking kill. I yeah. mean, his stories, I've listened to his episode more times than I can count. I've when I have to show people our show for the first time, uh usually I go, "Oh, listen to the Joey Fatone episode or listen to the Bruce Valanche episode because mm-hmm. they're so revealing and so funny and there's so many stories." And uh so yes, uh 6-time Emmy winner Bruce Valanche yeah. was on the show. Uh, he helped uh, helped me celebrate my 40th birthday. I turned 40 on stage sitting next to Bruce Valanche mm-hmm. and sitting next to two or three three of my best friends. I mean, I got to sit next to... Uh, two of your best friends and me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike Black, Matt Walker, and Mike, Mike Glazer. Glazer yeah. And we, uh, we had such a fun night. Yeah. Um, and I believe there's a little tag on the end of this where you'll get to hear what uh, physically happened to me after I turned 40. We'll, we'll put that in as a little bonus for yeah. you guys. Uh, thanks again for, uh, for tuning in and listening. And just enjoy. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy Bruce Valanche. All right, here we go. Are you ready for the last guest? Oh, you better be. Our final guest of this evening is a writer and performer that has won six Emmys and has been nominated for six more. If you have ever watched the Oscars, the Emmys, the Tonys, or a Bette Midler movie, you have heard this man's work. You might know him as the center square on Hollywood Squares, but we just know him as Bruce. Please welcome to the stage the sexiest man ever to wear a t-shirt, Bruce Valance! Yeah! First of all, two fat bald guys shouldn't sit next to each other. <laughs> That's an old vaudeville rule, isn't it? Yeah. The Olsen twins. <laughs> Better that than me in between. <laughs> looks like my dick pics at home. <laughs> and then the ginger you have just to balance you out. Just to polish it off at the end. That's it. It's really your brain. We used to call it the uh, ginger it sandwich. I'm, I'm turning uh, in 20 minutes. I'm, tur- I'm turning 40 minutes. Uh, 40 years old in 20 minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, Jesus. Get I know, ready. Here's it, how I know, Bruce. This it's, uh, it's patch, patch, patch from here on out. Right, get ready. <laughs> here's how I know that I'm that I'm 40. Is uh, re- recently a porn star reached out to me after I was on the radio. <laughs> And she asked me if I could help her, if I could talk to her for, for a moment. It was very important that she talked to me. And so I said, sure. Uh, I said, what, what's going on? And so she goes, I just need uh, some career help. And uh, I was hoping we could get together and maybe there's something I could do to, uh, to get you to, to possibly help me with my career. And I said, have you tried LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> that's 40, I think. Well, yeah, you're just 40, like, exactly, I'm good, right. I'm good. Just enjoy mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Right, exactly. And get an AOL. <laughs> account um uh okay you, when you came to do our show you you did uh, our podcast 
Uh, uh, you were like the what the fifteenth episode of Something our like show. Pretty early on. Oh this it was is, upstairs, like it in was the upstairs. living room. Yeah, it was, it was very casual. There were none of these people eating nachos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or not the only one eating nachos. What was so, what was so crazy though is that at that point you really set the bar when you came and did the show because you're you're such a funny person, but your career again is just fucking insane. It's an insane career, man. It's kind six, of ridiculous. You have yeah. six yeah. Emmy awards. Yeah. Uh, and you've you've written on the Oscars, the yeah. Emmys, the Tonys. Uh, I'm the EGOT writer. I've you done are the, the EGOT Grammys. writer. <laughs> I've written all four of them. What, what, what's oh. the other one? What's the other one you wrote? The, uh, the Grammys. The Grammys. I, used to write the, I wrote the Grammys about a dozen times, and, uh, which is all very difficult to write because uh, you know, the, the audience is very... It's, it's a lot of R&B people and their Jewish managers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they don't get anything. They don't get any jokes, and the Jews won't laugh. And, you know, we're, we're, we laugh at ourselves, but you know, not in a group. So. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, uh, it's, very, it's not as bad as the ESPYs. I've written those. Oh, those oh, are athletes. Oh. And their Jewish managers. Yeah. They, and their accountants. They all bring their accountants to the government. I'd like to thank Jesus and Morris Rosenstein. <laughs> <laughs> but so no, so that, they get nothing. I mean, you can't really do jokes. You know, the Grammys, they kind of like, uh, I don't know, I, well, they had Alicia Keys this year. So they, like, they've given up on trying to do any comedy yeah. on the show. Right. But, wow. So th that was when I stopped. I, I, I wrote it, Billy Crystal hosted it four times, and Shandling, and... Rosie and a lot of different people, oh my God. but they stopped that. But I've done all four of those epic things. What was there? Did you and did you also write on com on comic? Uh, I did all the comic relief shows. All yeah, the comic relief shows. Those, those were huge, man. Thank you. And they, they were great. They, they changed were. the world in a lot of ways too. I mean, yeah, those were did. incredible. I mean, that's you know, like what it's about. That's actually one of the things I love about about show business, which is of course the ninth circle of hell. I mean. <laughs> But the nice thing about it is that you, if you have half a brain, you, you use what you've been given to make other people not only laugh, but to make their situation better. And Comic Relief was a perfect example of that. It was all these comics who were here every night. Uh, and this was back in the 80s when, when uh, Ronald Reagan, who was a, a, a B-movie star at Warner Brothers, who became governor of California and then president. When Ronald Reagan cut welfare programs, and as a result, there, were, there was the beginning of the homeless invasion of the streets. This is really heavy, but it's the truth. Yeah. And the comics got together and said, the government isn't going to take care of these people, so we have to do something. And that was what comic relief literally meant. It was raising money so that people didn't have to sleep in refrigerator boxes. Oh, my God. And, and anyway, so, well, thanks. But, yeah, it was we, like we did 12 years of it and, and it kind of, it sort of ended basically when Obama came in. It kind of ended because not that the homeless situation had gone away, but uh, people had so many other things they wanted <laughs> to give their money to. Yeah. They sure. were tired of giving money to this. And it was, uh, the last one we did was actually for Katrina. It was wow. uh, in New Orleans when, uh, uh, because again, there was, you know, Barbara Bush going, well, this is working out well for them. They're <laughs> sleeping on cots in the Superdome. That's okay. So right. that was the last one that we actually did. And, um, and uh, good night, folks. <laughs> Just trying here, doing fart jokes for you. Trying to do, trying to fundraise. Uh, I look like Amy Schumer. That's <laughs> right. I don't think we're and the more pregnant she got, the more I looked like her. Oh, my God. 
Amy, in her book, Amy Schumer says, you want to know what I look like in the morning? I look like Bruce Valanche in the morning. Oh, <laughs> in her book. Oh, and my she God. Said, if you don't know who that is, Google barn owl. Picture <laughs> it with red glasses. That's what it looks like. That's so funny. So, oh, my so God. Cute. That's so amazing. But I'm, I, I love her. We're friends. It's okay. It's all good. She had a baby. It's wonderful. Um, of, the, of the Oscars, Emmys, of those award shows, what, uh, which is your favorite to, to write on? Oh, I think the Oscars is the most, uh, the most fun because... People who don't go to the movies watch the Oscars. Yeah. People who don't watch TV watch the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like a Super Bowl. I mean, they, I don't watch football. I watch the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I eat during the, the game, and right. then I watch the commercials. And then, because they wear too much clothing in football, I don't care. I mean, I'm very gay. Tom Brady is hot. He's got Giselle. But he, he wears too much clothing. Give me tennis. <laughs> Give me tennis where you've got Andy Murray bending over in front of you in shorts. That's my idea of a squad. Wow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Come on. I know what I like. Give him tennis, for God's sake. That's right. So, but I'll watch the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is an event. You never know. You may see a nipple. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. So. <laughs> has there ever been a joke? Has there ever been a joke for the Oscars that you've written that they would not let you do? Oh, we've had, a or lot that of got them. rejected like last minute, anything like that? Uh, we've had, uh, we've had a lot of a lot of them that we had to kind of fight for, and a lot of it just wouldn't let. I mean, but it, it's been a while. I mean, you know, back when when I started writing the show, it was. Uh, Standards were different because there was it was before HBO, it was before Netflix, and and so now they have to kind of um, they have to equal that. They have yeah. to be as free. But um, the one that I remember, and I have to kind of do the backstory. You may remember this, but uh, uh, it was one that we we got through. Um, it was uh, Billy Crystal was hosting the show, and it was the year of um, uh, an American Tale, mm -hmm. which was about five of the mouse. Who, who comes yeah. from Europe, animated, and sings somewhere out. I think of course, yeah. Our actors go there. So that was the year uh, uh, Richard Gere was on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There had been a rumor about Richard Gere <laughs> involving a gerbil. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so the joke we had was uh, Richard Gere was going to present tonight with Fivel, but Fivel backed out. <laughs> and we fought, and we fought, and we fought, and um, and and uh, we were watching. Richard was in the audience, and uh, and and we're I'm backstage with Billy, and we're watching this thing on, on on the monitors, and you can see all of the cameras. There are 14 cameras working the floor, and of course, the thing is, if you ever get to the Oscars and you are uh, and you sit there and you, you're not nominated, and the camera come the camera guy comes up the aisle at you, uh, and you're not nominated, you know there's going to be a joke about you, yeah. right? Or something because they're setting up the reaction shot. So this guy creeps up the aisle in front of Richard and goes on his knees and he's like, you know, and we're looking at Richard and Richard is like completely pale. I mean, all color has drained because he's not nominated. He knows there's going to be a Richard Gere joke. Oh no! And he has an idea of what it will be in the general ballpark. And so Billy says, "Look at Richard; he's going to have a stroke. I can't do this joke." And so we cut the joke and it never, it never got out. But you heard so it tonight. Yeah, so. come on!
Alright, here's one of my favorites. Here's one of my favorites. Uh, aside from you working on all these wonderful award shows, you also worked on uh, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, the Star Wars Holiday yes. Special. I am the one. There were more than more than just me, but yes. It yeah, was. it was you, you and a, a few other people. Um, I, I'd like to I'd like to show a clip from oh, the Star Wars Holiday Special, and we can talk throughout okay. it because it won't make a lot of sense to people that have no. never seen it before. And George Lucas may rush in right now. And, yeah, he you know, may just rush in with a laser thing. <laughs> yeah, just no, stop it. Saber. Stop it. Yeah. Stop playing it. All right, uh, play it. Just one more round, friend. Yeah. And a homeward bound. That is B. Arthur. That's me. She, runs, she runs the cantina on Tatooine. B. Arthur is the bartender one more song on Tatooine, singing a song. These, uh, yeah. All of the monsters. I don't know if you see my favorite. If my favorite made uh, the Okay. Cut. All right. Okay. My favorite was uh, 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 it was like a, a huge vagina on. <laughs> Ahead, we called him cunt face, and he was. <laughs> he had he had he had been cut from the from the first one, and George had not yet made the Empire Strikes Back, and was deciding whether he would put cunt face. Because George, if you ever look at the Star Wars, there's a uh, George has a thing with Vijayjay. There is, you know, there's a, I mean that big red one in the desert that swallows up Jabba the yes. Hutt. Yes. There are a whole bunch of vaginas, and every one of those movies, he's got some kind of vaginal imagery. And so, and this, he had an alien who was just a huge vagina on a head. And so I, I wanted, my goal was to get Cunface in the thing with B, because, and you know, these heads, I mean, they're like at the, the Pluto at Disneyland, you know, if it gets hot, they pass out because it's like a Dutch oven. So uh, as we were shooting the thing, one by one, these aliens would do face plants. They were going down. And every time one of them went down, I would go, cunt face. I would move him over. And then finally, after the, like, the 14th take, he was sitting on B's shoulder. It was almost like a two-shot with B, Arthur, and cunt face. And we shot one like that. And then at the end of the number, she finished this big number with a big gesture. She went, I, I will die. And she smacked him. And he, it was too much. And he went over. And B just kind of looked at him. She had never noticed him before. And she looked at him and she said, I've never hit a man in the cunt before. <laughs> and there was a long pause and then the director said, cut. <laughs> and we decided whether we could get away with that, but uh, that was not, so we had to reshoot the whole thing. Oh my God, I was, I was thinking so maybe, funny. I haven't seen it. I thought maybe he showed up in the, like, the background. I love that one. The other one that I love that you worked on is the Paul Lind yeah. Halloween, Halloween special. Yes. And uh, this is, we can play a little clip if you want to play a little clip. Do you want to know who Paul Lind was? You guys know Paul Lind? Because he's been gone for like, if he knew we were talking about him, he would go, oh, for Christ's sake, why? <laughs> he was on Hollywood Squares, the first version. I was on like the third version. And he was the father and Bye Bye Birdie. And, I mean, the guy he was, was, on, I mean, he was on, on Bewitched, Bewitched, you know, Bewitched. Dr. Bombay. He was um, a guy who was very, he would come in and he would do just do one line and it would be hysterical. And, and he would go, you know, he would, and then he would disappear. I love it so much. He was um, pretty great on one Let's version. just show a little clip because it's oh, what, oh. what's great is you guys have to listen to the 
full podcast with Bruce because we got to really kind of dive into this whole show, yeah. which is amazing. Who some of the people you worked with? Just play the uh, play the clip. How about a little chamber music? Oh a little God. chamber music. That's well, that Margaret Hamilton, nice the to... Wicked Witch Where of the, the West musicians? and the Wizard of Oz. Locked up in a little chamber. <laughs> <laughs> but I can summon them. Oh, they make such very soothing, quiet poo dinner from music. Tough and stuff. You love them. We call them. Really Kiss. Hey. Oh, not unless you brush your fangs. <laughs> okay, boys, play something a little peaceful for Mr. Lynn. Okay, so here's the story I would love you I would love you to tell. You gotta tell them about 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 Paul Lynn finding out that Kiss was gonna be on the show. Would you well, tell he them had that? no idea who they were. <laughs> he had no idea who they were. And uh, uh, but uh, the day they showed up, they came with the head of their fan club who was Ringo Starr's son. <laughs> so the fact that Ringo was old enough to have a son who was old enough to be the head that pulverized all of us. And uh, and I'm not sure if it's the same story, but I but when they came out and he just kind of said, well, who are they? <laughs> and I said, well, they're just the biggest, you know, they're the biggest band. And he was just watching them. And Gene Simmons, who was the, the uh, lead singer, started doing, you know, he had, and Paul was watching him. And Paul said, look at the tongue on that. <laughs> <laughs> he had a private moment. <laughs> Apparently, Gene Simmons specialized in. Yeah. Know, later on, he would say, "Yeah, they all fall in love with me oh. when they see my tongue." Did I tell a different story? Another story? No, that's the story. No, that was, I love that. I could. I, you know, I, it's not like oh, I, the other know, one that I love. Like I grab the Uber driver every day and say, "Let me tell you about Kiss." <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones I, I love about uh, the Paul Lynn special is that uh, Paul had just watched um, Lavar Burton. Oh yeah, he had watched uh, Roots was. Uh, this huge show it was all, a week-long show. It was uh, about slaves who came over from Amer from Africa, and Lavar Burton was was his big break. He played Kunta Kinte, who was the the, uh, the, the principal character, and uh, we were shooting this Halloween special uh, um, out at ABC in the old Prospect and Talmadge studio. We got it. We all went outside to smoke because it was the seventies and. Smoking was the least of the things we did <laughs> and, uh, that we could do in broad daylight. Everything yeah. else we had to do in some hidden closet somewhere. Right. So um, uh, we were outside smoking and of course <laughs> with Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West in the green makeup <laughs> with the Marlboro. Because she was really, she was one of the boys, Margaret. And, and Witchy Poo, also one of the boys. So and we were all standing there smoking, and LeVar Burton comes by. And of course, he was the biggest thing at the moment because he had just done this huge TV thing. And um, Paul just looked at him and, and couldn't remember his name. And LeVar Burton looked at him and realized, oh my God, it's Paul Lynn. <laughs> Dressed as a witch, but it's Paul Lynn. And Paul just looked at him and said, Ritz! <laughs> And I said, he's going to think that's a curse. 
I love it so much. Matt, you and me are both uh, stand-up comedians, and I know we both uh, say a lot of things that are uh, very offensive on a mm-hmm. regular basis. Do you ever have trouble sleeping at night? Uh, yeah, not because of things I say, though. It's just because I have lousy pillows. Oh, okay. So you don't have like a horrible feeling of guilt sometimes for the Never. awful things. Oh, that, well, that's nice. Never. I'm proud of the horrible things that I say to people. <laughs> that's No, that's good. That's a good way to yeah. be. Sometimes I, uh, I, I do have trouble sleeping, uh, or I did have trouble sleeping mm-hmm. until I got this brand new pillow. What kind of pillow? I mean, this is next level stuff, Matt. This thing, this is a pillow. Uh, you've never seen a pillow like this because uh, until recently it did not exist. It's called the buttress pillow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is shaped like a butt and it has little legs. And it's a, it's, uh, you got, you're not going to believe this. You got to go check it out. The buttresspillow.com. So it's like your face rests on a butt. Your face is is pressed into a butt crack while the legs support your uh, mm-hmm. your neck and shoulders basically it's it sounds it, comfortable it is very comfortable uh, it's ergonomic uh, am I saying that right er- yes. ergonomic uh, functional all natural and it's absolutely beautiful uh, check this out this is this is from their website um, soft but supportive with feeling with the feeling of a butt all right and the sweet spot is between the thighs and the cheeks which will gently cradle your head and support your neck great for side sleepers back sleepers and stomach sleepers it's squeezable slappable Face variable uh, relieves stress. You know, from having a long, horrible day. You've what? What do you want to do at the end of a long day? Put your head in a butt. That is a hundred percent right. Well, you could dress it up. You can dress it down. You want to throw you, some PJs on it? You convince me. So where do I go get one of these? You go to thebuttresspillow.com. Thebuttresspillow.com. That's t h e b u t t r e s s pillow.com. Go to thebuttresspillow.com, Matt, and uh, get your sleep on. You'll have much better dreams. All right, let's get back to the show. Let's grab some questions real quick from our audience. Any questions for them for Bruce Valanche? Any questions, guys? Throw them up. Throw them up. Oh, I got one right over here. Here we one go. Moment. Here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse He's me. Coming excuse down me. over my shoulder. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hi, Bruce. Hi. Oh my God. Hi, Bruce. Hi. How much do you pay for your glasses? That's What? How much do you pay for your glasses? How much do I pay? Uh, whatever the you know the price. I'll tell you these. What? The where? The what the these fuck is actually, happening over there? I, yeah. I have to give. I'll take responsibility for that. Shout out. That was, uh, There's a place in the valley called Old Focals. Old Focals. Oh, Old wow. Focals. Okay. Okay. And and Burbank and they find patterns. They find glasses that were made that were like props in old movies and they make up modern versions of them. And this is like. There was a, a silent comic named Harold Lloyd, who Witchy Poo, no, Witchy Poo had perfect 2020 vision <laughs> because she was a witch. You know what I'm saying? Are we related? Wait a minute. <laughs> sure, seem, it seems possible. We have Schwarzkopf 23. Is that your color? Because that. <laughs> Uh, there's a question right here. <laughs> All right, we got another one. We got another question over here. I'm another surrounded question. by them, so maybe we can they're go through them real quick. questions. Take one there. Sorry, While you're working on the Oscars, do you have a favorite host you like to work with? Uh, you know, I, I actually, I did like all, everybody, but uh, almost everybody. But um, <laughs> uh, I, and they're all friends of mine, so it's hard. But Steve Martin was probably my favorite because... Uh, because he's he's such an oddball. I mean, he's he's just genuinely, and his take is just so so strange on things. And you know, he's he's a real movie star. So uh, at the time he was doing the thing, it was uh, it wasn't so much inside jokes, but it was his whole 
his whole observational style was just so unusual that, that uh, I loved working with him because it was, it was always a surprise. Right here? Yeah. I don't mean to bring it back to uh, back in the day, but we were in line once at Manhattan um, Chinese Theater, and I asked you, uh, my name's Colin, I'm new here to LA, and did you write the Oscars? And you were with this guy named Ken, and you're like, yes, I, I wrote that. Yes. And then uh, I started talking to you guys, and you're very nice to me, and I said, well, I'd like to get to art direction. And I handed my card to your buddy Ken, and Ken's like, okay, great. I didn't think anything about it, but then a month later, Ken called me up and said, I'm working with Roger Corman's doing this little film. Would you want maybe help? And I came out, and I got my first job, and I've been here ever since. I've done pretty well. But thank you so much for being such an amazing person. Wow. I owe my career to you. Thank you, sir. All right. I love it. <laughs> what movie did you see? That's what I um, all right, let's take uh, one. Wait, you want to follow that? Yeah, no, we're done. We're <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, I, we're, uh, this is, it's an amazing thing having Bruce on the show. Uh, you're a wonderful, wonderful man. Thank, Thank you. you for gracing us and, and telling us all sorts of fun stories. Um, one of my favorite things about you is, uh, is your work in Hairspray on Broadway. Uh -huh. Thank you. And I'm going to play a little clip as, we t as I take you off stage. So. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, guys, Bruce Valanche, give it up. God, that was so fun. He's so funny, right? He's the best. He's they, so good. I mean, there's a. I mean, oh, okay. Look, the six Emmys probably already prove it, but just talking to him, you know, this is one of the funniest people to ever walk the earth. Absolutely. I mean, the guy is just. I mean, they, they they're not joking when they say every every single thing Bette Midler has ever done. She He's hands good. the script yeah. over to to him, and he rewrites her dialogue and makes it funny. That's mm -hmm. just what he does. He is a funny person that is always making things. I better. can't even imagine the projects that he's worked on that he's not allowed to say that he's worked oh, on so because many. he's sort of been a ghostwriter for most of his career on these things. Where mm -hmm. like they'll just give him a script and be like, "Fix this," and then make he it does funny. Just make it better. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, he figures it out. I know the guy's a genius. Yeah. Um, all right. So I thought it, this would be fun. There was a little extra something that happened after yeah. the Bruce Valanche episode, mm -hmm. uh, right after I turned forty years old. Which we is surprised you, first of all. Oh my God! The greatest surprise. Mm -hmm. The greatest surprise. We have to play that. Let's play that okay. uh, so everyone can hear mm -hmm. that. Well, uh, you know, I I, uh, I just checked the time. It's your birthday. I'm 40. It's, I, your, I it's your 40th and final birthday. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Um... I, I got, I got. You know what? Uh, I got to bring up a special guest. Uh, be, uh, wait, 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 wait. First, we have a. a oh, we got presents? presents. Yeah, I got, you, I got you a present. Okay. Because, well. because we do a, uh, 
uh, a, true, a true crime podcast together now, so I know yeah, you're into that stuff, so I got you something along I those hate, lines. I hate true crime pod- podcasts. I hate our true crime prod- podcast. <laughs> I can't even say it right. Just a note from John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you flip it over, you'll see what's actually there. No. <laughs> this is an authentic swatch of a shirt worn by... John Wayne Casey, who <laughs> murdered 33 young men in the 1970s and was executed in 1994. Wow. Happy thank, birthday. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, Mike, what did you, what'd you get? Uh, I got you this uh, crocodile, this rubber crocodile. Wow. <laughs> it was on the desk all day. This is great. That's awesome. This is great, I, I didn't really know it was your birthday until I got here. Oh, you got I got me. you this drunk couple, is what I got you. <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> that's Mike, Mike what about you, Glazer? What'd you get? Well, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike, your gift keeps on giving. Glazer, <laughs> <laughs> what'd so, you... What'd well, you, you know how my birthday... My birthday is March 28th, and today my family uh, mailed me some presents, and so I haven't opened any yet, and I just grabbed one. <laughs> So I don't know what it is, but it's from my mom. <laughs> so it's weed, is what you're saying. It's definitely weed. It's gonna be a bunch of pictures of Mike Glazer. <laughs> oh, it's 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 seasoned tuna. <laughs> Which I love. Thank you love you it. Well, so shout much. out to Wendy Glazer. I'll, I'll eat it while while I, I admire my John Wayne Gacy. And now, uh, your Steve. mom. Your mom really spoils you, Mike. <laughs> now you, you don't know this, but a couple people who are not here wanted to wish you a happy birthday, so oh. we have a video if you want to go ahead and play that. Glickman, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I feel a lot of pressure to make this video funny because it's showing at the improv. I have nothing funny to say, but I will say uh, we've known each other for 11 years now, and you are still, to this day, one of my favorite people ever in the entire universe. Um, I love you, and I hope you have the best birthday ever. Mwah. Bye. How's it going, everybody? Danny Franzese here. I mean, what do you say about a guy who is as funny as he is handsome and just an all-around nice guy and makes being a big guy look like a million dollars on the red carpet? But enough about me. We're here to say happy birthday, Steven Glickman. You're incredible. We all love you, buddy. I guess we don't have this out on Josh. Josh Sussman nailing it as per <laughs> usual. Great job, Josh. Great job, Josh. He's really fucking nailing this one. He's just—he's such a talent, this guy. It, it was really this guy funny had a threesome. I just talked uh, about it on our podcast. Is, um, oh, there we go. I think the truth is. That thought may make some people sad, but I think as we get older, we're getting better and wiser. Oh and my God. I love you, and I'm so happy to know you. Happy birthday. He just told us hey, the cure for happy AIDS. Happy birthday, Mr. Glickman. Is that good? I had to pay him $15. Bucks. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Happy birthday, motherfucker. I wish I could be there. Is that Post Malone? Josh Roush. Oh, okay. Nighttime show. <laughs> Nothing would go wrong. Not like with Matt there. We both know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, motherfucker. I love you. I'll see you soon. I miss you. And uh, I can't wait to show you my dick again. <laughs> I've seen his happy dick. Happy birthday, Trooper Stephen Kramer. Oh, Glickman. shit. Casper Van You Dien. know what to do. Kill them all. <laughs> 
Hi from London. Miss your brother. Hope you're having a good one. Biggest fan though. Uh, what? Make it count, don't have to be got Steven. That's right. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you, Steven, <laughs> who's born on March 17th. Wait, that's my birthday. Wait a second. We have the same birthday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, no. I found out. I've been I've been paying attention. Y'all brawl. Pigeon Tony always pays attention, bro. Are we boss friends? You fucking tricked me into making a cameo for myself? Awesome, Stefan. Hey, I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. I hope it's incredible. I hope it's amazing. I hope it's the best damn birthday of all. Have a wonderful time, Stephen. Keep on being awesome. Matt Walker, everybody. That's... That's Matt Walker for you. Matthew Robot and myself got uh, that put together. So. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's bring We got that. a cake? My mom's bringing up a cake, everybody. Uh-huh. Big applause for my mom. Happy Help her birthday. up. An elderly woman with a plate of fire. Here we go. Happy birthday, dear Steven. Happy birthday to Oh my God, right. Matt, that, that killed me. And that's a lot of your oldest and closest friends from this business and people that we've known for years. And uh, Ashley Ergoda is the one who led that oh, off. We haven't seen God. her in a long time. Matt, I had to get up and walk out of the room. Like I had to walk off like off my seat. When you, like, because I was like, oh my God, you got one of those videos. I've, I, we've all seen these videos in, yeah. in movies and TV shows where they suddenly have like a bunch of their best friends yeah. or, or old friends like saying nice things about mm-hmm. each other for for your birthday. I was like, oh man, he and actually then, did uh, that? You, you, you won't hear it, but the, the second to last clip was Donald Trump signing a proclamation <laughs> wishing Stephen Glickman a happy birthday, which, which is funny. Which was hilarious. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then you ended it by getting a cameo video mm-hmm. of me. <laughs> wishing happy birthday wishing to somebody my, named Stephen. Wishing, <laughs> wishing happy birthday to someone named Stephen. <laughs> and so I, you paid me to make a video for myself, which Basically, is, yeah. <laughs> is the fucking greatest joke ever. Like, I just absolutely and that, loved that's, it. that's uh, Matthew Robottom's idea was having you do the cameo. Oh, that my God. Good. He just, you guys killed it. Uh, subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. Always check it out. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh.